Hi. Welcome back to the Heart and Hustle podcast. I'm Charisma O'Keefe. I'm Angelica Yard. And this is episode 3050. 3, sure. <laughs> it's a number. Um, we are back. It is August. It is the end of August. It is Very hot. End. Um, here we talk about business and life and everything in between, um, trying to give tips on keeping yourself sane while you're doing crazy things like living through your first global pandemic and racial injustice every single week. There's something new. So there sure yeah. is. Yeah. That's what been, we're doing. This year has been a lot. It, I, I know I keep saying that, but it continues to be true. So. It's steady and it's like brand. Like 2020 is a brand. It's a lifestyle and it's all trash, dumpster, fire. Yeah, it's bad. It's, <laughs> it's funny because like before the year like got here, I was always like, wow, the second half of this year is going to be a lot because it's an election year and election years are always a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah. We were already prepped But for it. it's like, I had no idea. Like it's, it's wild that like the election has not in any way, shape or form even been the most nope. tiring thing of this year, nope. you know? So that's, that's surprising to me because previously like election years really drained me just because of the election. Like that was the whole focus. Yeah. And now it's like, it's, it's there and it's not great. But it's also not like the like the worst thing no. or the I mean it is the worst thing, but it's like the worst it could be. But it's not like the only thing that's bad. Everything is bad. So it's almost comedic how bad politics are in America yeah. right now. So it's not stressful. Like it's stressful, but it's not. It's just it's like like an it's SNL like, of skit. course. Like yeah, it's like a twenty twenty. Of course, it's like this when everything else is on fire the way it is so it's just like yeah literally on fire california is on fire you know so yeah that's what's happening we have like hurricanes that are spinning up and spouting up like i was yeah i was really stressed about this past or not past i guess this coming storm because i was up north and i was like do i it was so funny because we were just like so busy when we were up there and we knew that there were storms brewing like when we left and then it's like a few days later and then we're all the, like, you know, we're just busy the whole time we're up there. And then all of a sudden we're on the way home and I was like, I called my mom and I'm like, do I need to be like concerned right now? Like what is going on right. like weather wise? And she's like, no, you're good till you get home. But then when we got home and it was like either last night or maybe this morning, I think it was last night, John showed me the path of mm-hmm. one of the storms. And I'm like, this just is the most 2020 looking storm that I've ever, I mean, it looks like who? Who would anticipate that it would even go that way? Why would it go that way? I'm like, it must be so like twisted up that they think it's, it's like, it looks like a boomerang. It's absolutely ridiculous. It's literally like the storm was like, how many states can I affect? The storm is like trying to possibly like baptize the United States of America as much as possible with this tropical rain. (laughs) Like, I'm just like, that is, I've never, like, obviously we see storm paths. We've seen a million storm paths growing up, you know, in this area. And it's like, I've never seen a storm path just look so absolutely bizarre. Like, it just, it looks like if you ask, like, a toddler to, like, draw a storm path, like, what they would do. Like, it's just ridiculous. <laughs> like, I'm just like, oh, at that point, why don't you just, like, boomerang back and, like, go out west? Like, I, I, it's just, I just it's saw like, that. like, El Nino, and I'm going, to, I'm going to the west to put out fires. I was Bye. just, yeah, I was so angry because I was just like, this storm is just trying to be extra difficult even though we already had enough this year and i already asked for no hurricanes this year because i was like we've had enough we just don't need any more nonsense like we need a break you know we're not getting one um (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm I like swear. dark Debbie. I'm not Debbie Downer. I'm just dark Debbie. In okay. Like the reality is it's bad. <laughs> a happy thing. Let's talk about your shop launch. It's taken over my life today. Like, I mean, Woo-hoo. yesterday. I mean, let's be real. I had these scheduled out since Monday. But yesterday, they officially went live to, like, my newsletter people, which is always what you should do. I feel like if you have products, prioritize your people who are subscribed to your nonsense and let you in their inbox or their text box or whatever. And so I had, like, a five-hour pre-sale with those people, and it went extremely well. And then I posted on socials this morning, and it's been nonstop. So, like, I would just like to let everyone know... (laughs) That if they would like to send me like snail mail from your snail mail, I would appreciate it. And I'm actually looking up, hold up, hold up. Nobody tell me. I'm going to look it up really quick myself so I can get the exact name. Okay. Moon pattern note card. Send that to me in the mail, y'all. I'm obsessed with it. I love it. Just write to me. I will give you my address. I don't even care who it's you are. Witchy. And send me yeah. some mail because I'm obsessed. I've already bought it, obviously, multiple times over. But I'm going to send it to other people, so I need it sent back to me. So It has become like a, a low-key. So it's so funny when you have products, and I'm sure this is the way you think, too, is when you create something, you think that your audience or your customers are going to like this thing, and you put in something that you like because you're like, this is my thing that I like. I don't know if it's going to like it, but I like it. So that's kind of how I felt about the moon cards because the sun cards were kind of the sun thing went okay. <laughs> like it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad either. But the moon thing, I'm like, I want this for myself. I'm like trying to live my best yeah. moody, witchy life. Um, and also, like a little non Sailor Moon shout out to all you moonies out there. Listen to the Sailor Moon fan club podcast that's by a black woman. So, Weedy has been on it. Um, but I, yeah, and so I just put this in for myself and it's become a low key. Like, thank you. Like, favorite. people have been ordering it, and I'm it's, very it surprised. Of everything, it speaks to me 100% the most, like, without question. Like, I absolutely love it. Like, I will definitely have it on my altar so I can do my witchy stuff. And I just, I freaking love it. Like, it's, it is, it's, it might be my favorite thing that you've ever created. Isn't yeah, that yeah. wild? I had a whole child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm baby jerk. No, for real. <laughs> Uh, if you are listening you guys oh my god obviously she's my favorite i I give people a hard time like not on this podcast and this is what happens when you have to be friends with me is that it's not fun i just i hope that everyone here knows that the way that you announced your pregnancy to me is that you (laughs) took melissa and i to starbucks and we sat and talked we were working and we're talking about how much kids suck they are they're bad how how, like how we were all so happy at the moment like we were all joining in about how we're all so happy to not have kids and kids are so much work and you know we're just happy to not be these are all still facts i like they make traveling harder they're so expensive blah blah and you waited like you were in like involved in the conversation fully and then at the end of the conversation you said well i'm pregnant (laughs) and melissa and i were like yeah sure because like the conversation we just had like why would you announce it then and you're like no i really am and we were like oh my god we're so sorry for everything we just said no but those things are all still true they're all still facts I was like four, uh, maybe five months pregnant at that time because I was just hanging out. So funny. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, but no, so if you funny. if you are shopping, you want to go check it out. Studio-404numbers.com and use the 
coupon code BOSSOHEART and it's 10% off because you're listening to this podcast. That is the coupon code for the podcast all the time. So do that if you would like. Um, You are working on fall and winter. Like you already got your winter since. Yeah, I'm actually, they're like right in front of me right now. I'm very Um, excited for fall and winter. So like this week I am working on just catching up on orders because I missed four days twice in a row in the past two weeks because this traveling back and forth to D.C., um, so I've got like, let's see, what do three, four, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen orders in front of me that will be completed by the end of the day and sent out. And then I've already done like my testing for all of the scents for fall and winter. So like I know what I'm doing. Uh, the labels are in production right now. And tomorrow I basically start pouring. So I'm not going to list until I've poured a certain amount of each candle. Um, because I just want to be able to ship them out immediately, especially with us, you know, going back and forth and with us, you know, we're going to move. So I kind of like, my goal is to leave here without bringing any shipment up there. Um, so like I would like to sell out and yeah, I have been pouring to order, but uh, that's not working because more people are ordering than what I expected. So I definitely just expected like a few people to order like one candle, but that didn't happen. Um, so yeah, I'm super thankful for that. So I'm, I'm pouring ahead of schedule now, or that's going to be like the plan for fall. Um, and just to, you know, then I'll launch fall and, and go from there. Um, but yeah, it's like such a great like candle time of the year. I'm trying to like decide if I'm going to like keep the fall scents through Christmas. I'm not really sure yet. Um, but yeah, fall scents will be coming. And then next, like, two weeks, and then winter scents will be coming at the very beginning of November. So I am super excited about that. My house just smells so delicious right now. I'm very excited for the fall candles. I need the smells of my house right now. It's still tropical-y smelling, and I just, I want to switch over to my dark side candles, so... And all my friends have been texting me, and been like, we're ready to buy more candles because they haven't bothered you enough. Um, (laughs) I definitely like, I'm, I'm very excited about these scents. And like, it's funny because I actually, I limited it to four fall scents because I was like, I'm going to make a lot of each, like people are buying the whole line, which I wasn't expecting. So I was like, these five are already like doing well. I'm going to keep the five that I have on, um, for all the time, at least for now. But then I'm adding these four fall scents, but because I love fall and I've tested so many scents and like, there were so many that I fell in love with, but I was like, you don't need to launch 16 cents right now. Like that, like you can't handle that. That would be absolutely mm-hmm. ridiculous. So I've already planned fall for next year, which I'm really excited about. But I also am thinking I might do like a fall in spring type of thing because, you know, for the other side of the world, their fall is like reverse from our fall. So I might be like, it's fall in Australia and do like a little mini like fall thing like in the middle of spring or something because I just love fall all year round and I'm definitely one of those like Christmas in July people and all like you know what I mean like I just love that like time frame from like October 1st to like the end of January it's just like such a cozy time here for the cozy, here for the comfort we'll keep giving you guys updates on these things as they come I mean I'm still doing other stuff I have clients as well and that's still going as per usual still Brandon still consulting I have a training this weekend it's Friday for a thing so that has not stopped which is why I can't abandon it yeah it's really hard yeah I have my consulting clients and that's been like 
in a sense, like their top priority because just the nature of how everything is set up. Um, I am going to switch up how I work with service-based clients, like going into the new year. So I'm excited about kind of like I'm mapping that out. I'm going to take off December from working with clients and kind of get that organized and ready to go. And then as we were just talking about like off air, trying to figure out like photography. So like my, like I, like I'm contracted to work uh, Disney weddings as a lot of you already know. And right now, like they're not, like my hotel that I work at is not up and running weddings. Like they just opened for like guests and on like a very small scale because they're a military resort only. And they're just like really careful about things. So yeah, so I have no idea when that's going to be up and running. I'm certainly not in any sort of rush because COVID. So yeah, we'll see like what's going on with that. But I am also thinking like I'm not going to do uh, like family portraits this year because COVID. And it just seems like kind of a bit of a risky idea to do. So yeah, I'm not going to do them, I don't think. I'm basically deciding right now if I'm going to do any sort of boudoir for like Valentine's Day and kind of focusing more on that. I think that it could be easier because it's like one person at a time um, as opposed to like a whole family, you know, um, and because of the type of like lenses that I use, it makes it easier to be away from the person. Cause like I do a, like, I'll do like a shot, right. That's like close up on boobies. So obviously like I'm not right there, like in her chest at that moment. So like I use a lens that like helps me capture that with like being a little bit away from her. So I'm thinking like, okay, like I could make this work in a COVID situation. Um, but with families, I feel like it's just, it's very hands-on. Like you have to get in there and like re like re reposition people and show people how to stand and things like that. And, you know, you have kids and they're coughing everywhere and stuff and just being kids. So I just don't know that I want to do deal with that right now. I think I'll uh, let other people do that this season. I, yeah, I think that's probably safer, you know, in the spirit of the pandemic, let's give her, let's honor her, give Corona her space, let yes. her, do. let her thrive right now because her end is near and we're just going to let her do let's her thing. Let's hope, honey, because I am tired, I, especially with traveling, like pff, during Corona, like, oh my gosh, it's terrible because I really don't want to like pee on the way and that's, that's impossible. So I'm just like in a bathroom, like squatting and peeing and praying at the same time. Just like, please, like crying tears. Please, God, don't tears. let me get the Rona. I am trying not to breathe, but I have to breathe to like be able to support myself to do the squat so I can pee and I am stressed out. So yeah, I would love to not travel during Rona anymore. And I would love for the Rona to just be done. Like we have had enough time. Like, I want to do what the other countries are doing and get rid of this and get back to normal. I don't, I don't care. Like, I'll wear a mask. Like, I don't care. Like, I'll do those things. I just don't want the numbers. Like, I'm not complaining about those things. I'm complaining about, like, how high our numbers are. That it's just, yeah. like, terrifying to do anything. Like, t please take me back to those March numbers for Florida, you know? I just That's missed what the I March in general. Like, I just missed March lockdown. I missed traffic being... Like not bad. Not I, I yeah, I feel like now it's like we're still doing with the Rona, but we're dealing with all like the normal thing, like just everything at once. So it's a lot. We need, we need, we need too much. So yeah. we're going to be talking. Speaking of traveling today, about your move, your moving. So how to move while you own a business, but also businesses. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, plural. 
So I've so. moved a lot. Like a lot of people know, like I've moved a lot in the Central Florida area. I've lived all over Central Florida. I've lived in Central Florida my whole life, but I've literally lived like across all of it. Um, but moving in the same state is really not a big deal when you own a business per se. And again, like I've been within the same community. So like it hasn't been much of a change. But moving out of area, like to a completely different area, to a completely different state while you own a business, it's a lot of work. And really doesn't matter if you're service-based, if you're product-based, whatever it is, there's going to be like a big transition there. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about it for sure, but it's definitely something that you have to plan for and work for in the same way that if you're moving from state to state for a job, like you, everything is completely different, right? So, you know, John is getting paid on a different like time frame. The way that they do things in his new district is completely different from the way that they do things in Orange County. So it's kind of the same thing. You kind of just have to set yourself up and say, all right, this is going to be a change like across the board. Um, so the first step would be researching the market in your area. Um, and I would argue like this needs to happen before you decide on your move because you don't want to move somewhere that there's just no market for you. You know what I mean? Yep. Um, like that's just like the, like you want to explore, like, is it oversaturated there? Is there space for me? But also like, is this something that they want to do? So if you're moving like to like a deep, deep part of the Bible belt, and you sell like, I don't know, like you have a product-based business selling like liberal t-shirts or something like in a, in a shop, that's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like you have to know like who is your demographic and are they in the area that you're moving to? And if not, are you sure that you can continue getting the sales online that you need or the clients online that you need? Because obviously I know a lot of people are like, oh, well, there's, you know, Corona. So we're all working from home anyways and blah, blah, blah. But the reality is, is like the people who support your business often are still the people in your community. And then it like trickles out from there. So it's like, yes, you can find people and connect with people online for sure. And that's great, but it is still beneficial to have people in your corner locally. Um, and also just for like being able to bounce ideas off of and things like that. But yeah, you want to make sure that you know the market in your area and that you're going to be able to sell locally when you need to, um, because it's, you know, sometimes it's just necessary. Um, so yeah, that, that needs to be step one and that needs to happen before you actually go anywhere. <laughs> so yeah. I had made a list of, of cities cause that was easier for me to do first. Right. So I had made a list of cities and I was like, these are the cities. And I know you guys kind of have a list too. I was like, these mm -hmm. are the places I'm willing to go to that my business could thrive. And, and a lot of those places that I chose, I feel like my business could do possibly even better than it's doing now. Um, but I was like, these are the places that I think that my business could still thrive. And I would be willing to live based on business reasons and personal reasons. And so from that list, John applied to school districts because he like, there's teachers everywhere, no matter what, he's always going to have a market for what he does you know what I mean um in all 50 states in every damn city but for me not the case so I was like we need to be in a very specific type of place and here's the list I think there was maybe about like eight cities on the list um most of them being in like the northeast area um so yeah so NDC just happened to be the area that worked out but for me like part of the reason like if people are wondering like well why'd you choose DC so for me, the reason that DC was like a front runner um, is first of all, because there's lots of amazing, excellent black people there. And anytime that that's the case, I'm going to be 
happy to be in a place like that. Um, there's a lot of opportunity regardless of field. Um, and then there's just a lot of people there that are like very motivated, right? Like you can just kind of feel it in the air. Um, it's almost like in my sense, like, I feel like it's like a mini New York in that sense, less, a little less creative, like New York is like so creative. So when I go to New York, I feel like I charge like my energy batteries. And when yeah. I go to DC, I feel like I charge my ambition batteries. So if that makes sense, like the, that's kind of what I get from those cities. And I love other places like um, Philly was on the list and some other places, but really what did it for some of those places is that they weren't great for schools. So while I think that I could do well in Philly, John was like, I can't really do well in Philly because their school system, at least in the areas that like all the areas that I would want to live in Philly, the school system in those areas were not great. Um, so yeah, it's like, we couldn't really make areas like that work. Whereas DC worked really well for both of us. New York also works well for both of us, but, uh, we can be a little bit more bougie with our home and stuff in DC. So there's that too. <laughs> Bad and bougie. <laughs> yeah. And the fact that like, it's funny that, cause you know, obviously New York was on the list and now New York is making teachers go face to face. So I'm so glad that we chose DC because they're not. So it's wild that like, Cause that was the main reason that we we're like, we need to move now during this pandemic because we're not trying to be in Florida schools and have him get the Rona. And it ended up that, you know, New York is actually like, no, you can go in person too. So yeah, I don't know how that's going to go, but we will be not doing that. And I am very pleased about that. Um, so yeah, research the market in your area, make sure that it's actually a good fit for your business and that you can actually, be successful where you're living um, because you know that's just important to do also like with that when you're researching the market like make sure that what you're doing is I don't want to say like legal like yes legal but like you know there's like certain stipulations like with like okay you can't do this here like there's just weird laws out there I'm not saying you're doing like weird stuff in your business um, but I'm just saying there's weird laws out there so just make sure that like your service your product whatever like just make sure it's like okay in your area uh, because you'd be surprised, like, especially some of, like, the states that are, like, in the Deep South and things like that. Like, some of them just have weird, really weird laws. So just make sure that everything on your business is okay to do in the area that you're going to be in. Yep. I mean, I think the reality is we're in a country that is very uh, fickle in, in certain yeah. places, in certain spaces. And depending on your, your deal, because I know a lot of people who are... Uh, you know, military spouses or military, you know, people, they have to move to certain places. This is a lot of last minute for them. And a lot of military spouses do have their own businesses to help, you know, support depending on what their other spouse does, their partner. So I can totally, you know, vouch for that being stressful. It's like not knowing where you're going to live at the last minute, but kind of have a, a list of places. So, you know, like, okay, there are certain boards and military bases that you have to live on kind of talk to the people who are there kind of just research the area in general and see what works well for you there's certain businesses that just do well in certain industries so if you're partner like you said you know you're john's a teacher so you know portraits pretty much will always do well in schools <laughs> like mm-hmm. in anywhere that there's a community school and education kind of number one priority you will do well selling portrait sessions photography sessions because that is something that parents always need one outside of the you know day-to-day school and especially with public school you know the photography we all do the school pictures but now we're in a pandemic so I'm sure people are looking for you know ways to kind of memorialize a special time without having the things that they normally would have in their day-to-day school life or if you're 
partner is in like a business sales. So they do a lot of traveling, you know, figure out what their company, their industry is doing. So if it's medical sales, figure out things that need to support that industry, those people, those families that are involved. Because a lot of times when spouses have like a normal job, your social network typically comes from those people when you move to a new place you typically don't Mm -hmm. go out and suddenly make a ton of friends just on your own there's some people who do because they look up groups or meet up groups etc based on their hobbies or what they do but a lot of times your personal close friends come from people who work at the company that your spouse is moving into so try to figure out what works best in those areas in that industry and have an idea and don't be afraid to pivot if you make a product that like say you sell prints or you sell cards or whatever it is and if you had this main message don't be afraid to pivot that's not saying go away from your morals or your values like again like you said in the example of like having maybe lgbtq friendly merch and you're moving to alabama tuscaloosa one of those places you know what i mean obviously you're not going to do well in a storefront in those places but i wouldn't take all of my pride supportive merch down or anything i would be like okay well, now I sell like University of Alabama pride stickers or University of Alabama, something else that also supports people who are in the area who may not be able to get that stuff anywhere else. So there are yeah. things that you can do that help you figure, just with the research in mind, have your creative hat on to know how you're going to target that market as well in the new area that you're going to live. Because it's just, it's stressful enough, I understand. But if you have a game plan going into what you're doing, you won't be as you know, taking it back when you get to that new area and then you're like, oh, you know, where is the farmer's market? Where's the maker's fair? Where is this? Like you already have those lists and those things in a Google Doc or an Evernote. Then you're ready to go once you hit the ground and start unpacking, et cetera. Yeah, that is like, that's such a good point of like, you know, making that pivot, but it doesn't have to be an extreme pivot. So you can just be like, oh, like University of Alabama, but like keep it in that same like realm of where you are, but just like small pivots to make it work for the area that you're in. Um, so that second step is going to be reaching out to other creatives and those in your field. Um, so just kind of like you're getting a lay of the land, like you've researched, you're like, okay, yeah, I think this would be a good fit. Now it's time to reach out to other people that are in that existing field that you want to be in, in that area and talk to them about how they like it. What works, you know, for them, how do they feel about the area? Like, how are they treated? Obviously, if you're in a marginalized group like I am, you're going to want to be asking, like, how are we treated here? You know what I mean? Um, So those are literally all things I've done with this move. Um, I actually reached out to somebody that we're going to have on the podcast in a few weeks and, you know, asked her about her experience as a creative living um, in Alexandria, which is like right outside of D.C. And she also is like a mom of a young child, which I will eventually be. So I kind of wanted to get her perspective on that. And then I actually, my chorus teacher, who was a black man who was married to a white lady and they have two children, um, he actually moved to the D.C. area like not too long ago. And he happens to be a teacher, obviously. So I reached out to him and I was like, number one, like, how do you like it as a teacher? But like, also, how do you like it as a black man? Because that's obviously super important. So, yeah, reaching out to people that are kind of going to be in your similar boat. And then I have three friends that own businesses within the DMV area. Um, And I just, they, they own different businesses than I do, but they also own creative businesses. So, you know, kind of talking to them and seeing like, how has it worked for you? And they all transition from other areas as well. Um, Two of them from Florida and one of them from New York. So just kind of seeing like, what was that transition like for you? Did you like it? Like, you know, what, 
does somebody need to know before they commit to coming here and that sort of thing. So number one, talking to them to further your research. And then number two, like reaching out because like, that's going to be who you hang out with when you move. Like that's going to be who you talk to about the things going on. Um, Obviously like creatives can talk about things, even if they're not in the same area, but there are some things it's like you and I talk about certain things that happen in like celebration or just in central Florida in general And other people are not necessarily going to understand that. Like one thing that we've always talked about is how frustrated we get when um, Orlando area, like central Florida businesses do not like businesses that are brick and mortar businesses do not keep steady hours sometimes here. Um, That's a problem that we've seen a lot in the past where like they would have hours listed and then not actually be there during the right hours and things like that. Um, if you live here, you probably know of a coffee shop that is closed that we're talking about that did this a lot. And so we would always say like, it's so frustrating because like, if we had a brick and mortar, like we would just keep the hours that we said that we were going to be there. And that's something that like, you know, somebody who lives, who are friends with, who lives in Philadelphia is not necessarily going to understand what the heck we're talking about when it comes to the specific grievance that we're having. Um, luckily businesses aren't here are getting a lot better not doing that anymore. Thank goodness. Um, but yeah, so just those specific things that are specific to your area, um, obviously like being here and being in the wedding industry for so long and being black and being in Florida, like I, I don't have a ton of people from Orlando to talk to you about it, but there's been people from like Tampa, some from Miami, and we've kind of had those conversations about just how the industry is and how the industry treats people of color and black people, um, and how the industry is very like. I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a very interesting industry. You know, if you are black or of color and in the wedding industry in central Florida. Um, but yeah, yeah, so we've had those, like I've had those conversations with people and it's just nice to have people that are like, yes, I also understand what you're going through. Cause if not, I would feel like maybe I'm misreading everything or maybe I'm overreacting or whatever, but it's like, Oh no, like there's other people that have experienced this. So it's just important to have other people that you can kind of touch base with and understand the area that you're in and the field that you're in at the same time. Yeah. And also don't be afraid to ask your friends who may have friends who live in that area to just kind of get a a reach out to. I think I did that with Philly for you when you were still thinking about Philly early on a couple of years ago is that I'd Mm -hmm. like ask my friends who lived in Philly or while I was up there, I was like, yo, what's the deets? What's the reality? And got really honest, positive feedback. So it's also something that you can do is check within your network and reach out to their network. I'm not saying like literally go to LinkedIn and like start pinging people about what it's like to like be a person in a certain area, but the closer you are to somebody, the more real uh, the response you get. And there are definitely people who are like hometown humans. And I like say this to not be like, you know, it's it's fine to live where you grew up. That's totally 100% a total adult thing, especially in a pandemic. Like it's fine to never have lived in another state, another place it is easier to get honest feedback about a place from somebody who's lived somewhere else. So I try to also reach out to people who did not live there their whole life. Like I want to talk to people who have moved there, especially recently, maybe in a couple of years, they can give me honest feedback about their moving experience while living in comparison to where they lived before. Cause then they have something to compare it to because I have found that Orlando locals, not you, but a lot of people lot of who them. are local to Orlando love it here and have nothing bad to say about this place. And mm-hmm. it is wild to me because how? <laughs> how, yeah. how friends, how every single place where you live, there's something bad about it. I Absolutely. Honestly, people ask me about Atlanta. I'm very honest and transparent about it. And I have not lived in Atlanta for a decade. So it's very different than, than when I lived there as a kid. Obviously my experiences now then aren't 
applicable a lot of times to how it is now because I don't live there now. I can be honest from my family's point of view because they still live there, but they are also hometown people. So they like don't really have a ton of bad things to say about it. Whereas I can be, you know, critical about some of the things that happen there. So definitely reach out to people who have moved to places a little bit more recently or have lived somewhere else. So that way they have a comparison thing because it is sometimes very hard to get honest feedback about people. And it's obviously it's nice to have people who are hometown humans because then you can get like secrets and like local only knowledge. That's not an issue, but when it comes to moving your business, you want the reality of your market from yes. creatives who have lived in other markets to be comparative to. So they can give you an idea about the taxes or how, you know, the, the like we don't have sales tax here for a lot of things, like how that works for your business versus living in other places. Because starting a business in Florida takes nothing. Starting a yep. business in other places, there is so many, so much paperwork. There's eight or, you know, there's multiple forms you have to fill out. Whereas here, it takes like two or three forms and you're on sunbusiness.org and you're good. Like, uh, it, it is just, so fast. It is what it is. So yeah. you definitely want honesty. And I think that's just, it's unparalleled to be able to get that kind of honesty from people who have moved, lived somewhere else. Like, you just, yeah. they have experience. So that would be my recommendation. And when you're fielding, people are reaching out to people because it's nice to get broad information from Facebook groups or Reddit groups or, you know, Instagram, or whatever you do, wherever you social network or Twitter. But I think one-on-one -on -one conversations, maybe like 15 minute chat with somebody who's recently moved there or moved there in a couple of years would be good as well. Yeah. It's so true because I think that like, even though I can remove my, like I am born and raised in Orlando. Like I was born in the Florida hospital. And like I said, I've lived all over central florida but always in some somewhere in central florida and like i don't know if it's just because i'm like critical or whatever but like i definitely and i travel a lot and i think that that helps and so for me like i'm like no here's like a million reasons like why it's trash but then i can also be like here are the reasons that it's good but i feel like that's very rare the people that i grew up with who i talk to like would not tell you those same things they would be like it's so great like it's so perfect you know what i mean so it's interesting to me that there's I don't know like if it's just like you have blinders because you you know you grew up like in the area but a lot of people are like that yeah yeah for sure um and it's so funny because so our next piece of say, advice really is quick, find a part of town sorry <laughs> yeah I was just saying no, really quick really quick if you ever like know somebody from South Florida and you ask them about South Florida don't listen to anything they say because it's all <laughs> lies <laughs> Okay, continue. <laughs> don't listen to Pitbull if you're thinking Miami's all that great. Um, <laughs> <laughs> don't say that. Don't don't speak it like that now. I'm slandering. I'm slandering Pitbull. Oh, come for me, Miamians. I'm oh. ready. Let's talk about it. You guys can't drive. You got problems. Oh God. Um, <laughs> you want to find, especially if mental health is important, Miami ain't it for you. You want to find a place in part of town that is right for your mental health. And what that means is what is yes. going to give you the ease of mind and ease of comfort. I'm not saying live in a place that has like gated community and that's going to make you feel like if it is good for you. But like the reality is you need to be in a space where you see people who look like you. We are uh -huh. minor. We are brown, black people, BIPOC people. You understand what it means to go to a place and you are the only person that looks like you in a place. It does not, it's not good for your mental health. It will not make you feel good. It's not great. If you're going out of your way to move to somewhere new on your own accord, like it's your option, find a place that has people who look like you. At the end of the day, it will work for you. It will help you. It will be better for you. 
We are being murdered, literally, as we speak, right now, in places by people who do not like us. So I will not continue, like, I will continue to say this multiple times. Do not go to some place because it's a euphoria for people who do not look like you. Yes. It's not good for your mental health. It's just yes. not going to be good for you. It sounds great. It's safe. We have A-rated schools, da-da-da. But you cannot go to the store without you being called a slur or somebody right. locking their core or holding their car or holding their purse or et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like it wasn't for, for us, you know. No, That's so why are we going have to remember. It's like when you're looking at it and, and you're reading and seeing all these things about it, it's like, sure, that might be true for someone, but it's it's not true like for us. So that's something to really pay attention to. Yeah. But I mean, and other things in mental health, like if you have uh, anxiety about weather, don't live somewhere that is attracted to very severe weather. So again, living in Miami or the Caribbean probably isn't the best for you. If you are stressed out about hurricanes or floods or et cetera, if tornadoes stress you out, don't go to the plane states. Like they're just very, understand your mental health understand that you if you have mental health problems, which we all do if you need to see a therapist in person make sure you move to a place where you are able to do that because just like there are food deserts there is mm-hmm. definitely mental health deserts there's counseling deserts like uh, the way that mental health is not prioritized in central florida and even most of florida from my experience is still to this day from 10 years ago from when i moved here is very different in atlanta which is not that much bigger and not that much far away where you can there's resources from the state level that are mandated. It's not great, but, but they're it's there. something, yeah. And it's easy to find. Whereas yeah. the homeless people or people who have issues here, it is so much harder to get the help that you need. Mm-hmm. So if you are a person who depends on having a really good therapist, please find a place that there are therapists in abundance in an area where you can reach them. If you do not like driving, don't move to a state that does not have public transportation or an area yeah. that does not have reliable public transportation. You will not be able to survive on Ubers alone. It will become expensive. Something may happen. You may need that money for something else. Find a place that has an older transportation system that's already in place that is reliable so that you can get to where you need to go. Like yeah. These are the things what we mean when we talk about think about your mental health because those are the things that people sometimes put on the back burner because they're like, it's cheaper to live here. It's like, I'll learn how to drive. It's fine. I'll do like you'll compromise. Yeah. You say you'll do all these things and you get there and that's not. The reality of the situation, those things never happen. So don't stress yourself out and put more stress onto a move as an mm-hmm. adult, especially post-pandemic or pre-pandemic or during the pandemic or whatever, Yeah. when you could just think all these things through beforehand before making those choices. And I feel like the pandemic has shown us like now more than ever how important it is that you are comfortable with where you come home and lay your head down at the end of the day. It doesn't have to be a perfect space. It doesn't have to be fancy or this or that, but it has to be yours. And it has to be somewhere that you feel a little bit at peace at, right? Like just being able to be like, I'm at home. This is my space. I have a friend that, that lives like in the projects in, um, in Harlem and she'll be the first person to be like, yeah, I live in the projects. And she's like, the reason I live in the projects is because I have a lot of space here. And she does like her, I've seen her apartment and I'm like, girl, this is huge for New York. Like huge. My brothers are like way out in Brooklyn and still don't have that much space. And she's in Manhattan has a ton of space. And so she's like, for me, space was important for my mental health like having enough space because she does a lot of work at home anyways um but like certainly like now with the pandemic she's like I need to have that space to like work at home but still have my home home space and be Mm -hmm. comfortable I she wants space to have friends over like you know pre-pandemic things like that so for her space was really important for her mental health and she wasn't like as concerned with she's like whatever like these are the projects whatever like I feel comfortable here but I just need that space so that's what works for her 
Whereas there might be somebody else that will be like, oh, well, you know, even if I'm on the 11th floor, if I hear somebody fighting downstairs and the cops are called, I'm going to be stressed and I can't be around it. So I'm going to live in a studio apartment in the village and have no space, but I like being able to, you know, not hear any commotion. And and that's maybe what works for them. And maybe you're like, neither of those situations seem right for me. And I want to be in this completely different situation. So obviously like we have to pay attention to budget and we can't all just live wherever the heck we want to live or else I would live in Edinburgh, Scotland, but we can still make decisions that make sense for, you know, our well-being. For me, one of like the reasons that I was attracted to the area that we're moving to is because it does have like influence from other parts of the world. Um, and not everything has that like same suburban look that a lot of America has. And I really love that and missing like traveling, you know, to different places. It's kind of nice to see those influences. And I'm I'm not just talking about like DC proper, which does definitely have influences from like a lot of European places, but I'm talking more about like the greater DMV area, like the lower parts of Maryland and the Northern parts of Virginia, like have a lot, they're very, very diverse. And there's a lot of immigrants that live in those areas because they've come to work like government and like fancy jobs in DC, but then they settle in like those other areas and not like in DC proper. And like, there's so much diversity and like there's so much like ugh, amazing food which of course you know I'm into that because I'm such a foodie there's just like a lot of diversity in those areas so you're getting influences from places that aren't just America and aren't just Western Europe um, so that was really important to me to live somewhere where I was going to get influence of other places and we get that a lot in Florida because we have like the Caribbean right there and we just get a lot of influences from those areas. And I grew up like having that. And that was something important to like continue for me. Um, so for me, it wasn't just even about like the way a, a place looks, but like, who am I going to be around? And, you know, like what sort of people am I like, kind of like you said, like seeing people that look like you. And then I also want to see people that don't look like me, but that aren't white, if that makes sense. Like I'm okay with seeing white people. Obviously I see one every single day when I wake up and, and, turn in bed um because my husband is white but I'm just saying like I need to see people I need to not only live around white people and I have lived in central Florida in places like Claremont where it was like 94 percent white and it was not cool <laughs> like it was not a good living situation for me um like I won't get into it on this podcast but let's just say I have been pulled over by the cops and searched by a police dog for literally doing nothing so it's like I did not want to live in a place where I was going to be subjected that sort of treatment again so having other black people in the area is important and then just having other types of different people of color from different races and religions and everything else is super important as well so yeah make sure you're thinking of your mental health and finding that place that's going to be a good fit for you for the long run um another thing another tip next step would be research the documentation that you need to be a legally operating business in your new state so like you were just saying it's in florida it's just it's easy like people are always like, how do you start a business? And I'm like, okay, are you asking me like how to run a successful business long term? Are you asking me how to just start one? Because how to just start one? I can just send you a link and you can you can have a business in, in like 30 minutes. But it's different to obviously like run a successful one. But yeah, getting legally set up in Florida is very fast, which is why a lot of people move here to start businesses. Um, so yeah, it's very, very easy to start up a business here. It's not always so easy in, in different States. And then other States, it'll be like, well, you have to do this for the state and then this for the County. 
and even sometimes this for the city. So you just have to be aware and, you know, put that money aside so that you're going to be legally operating in your state. I think I'm going to operate in both states for now. So that's going to be interesting. Um, so yeah, I, I, I will keep you guys updated with my experience with that. I know that I've had a lot of friends who have operated in two countries, um, specifically like the UK and the US, um, and have had to pay like taxes to both and everything like that to both. But yeah, like for right now, I'm kind of going to be like doing stuff in both and then eventually move it completely over uh, to the DMV area. So um, I mean, I, I don't know, like, I hate taxes and all like, I hate all that stuff so much. So for me, like the most important thing is finding like a CPA that like really knows what they're talking about and can tell me everything what to do. And I can just like trust them. Um, so I have a great one here in Orlando. So I'm like, definitely sad. like, that's one of the things I'm most sad about. I don't know if that's like good or bad, but like when it comes to like business, it's what I'm most sad about, but I'm also like more sad about that than like seeing some like missing some friends because I'm like that's really important in my life is just her telling me what to do um yep yeah and I mean she's been she's been great I've been with her since like my second year of business um so yeah that's gonna suck uh finding somebody new but I, I know there's gonna be tons of great people who know what they're doing there who can just tell me what to do that's what I want I just like that's one of those areas that I'm just like I don't know enough about like taxes and like all like what I need. So I just like, I pay somebody to tell me this is what you need to do. And then I just do it. So yep. that would be my best advice. Like, because it, it varies, like I said, from state to state, from county to county, from city to city. So either talk to somebody who you've reached out to again, who's a creative in your field, who has already done the process or pay somebody to tell you if you're in, if you're in a state where it's more complicated, not if you're in Florida, it's very simple. But if you're in a state where it's more complicated, you just want to make sure you get everything right. Reach out to a CPA, a lawyer, somebody who will know a little bit more about the specifics for your area and just make sure that everything is on the up and up. Because, I mean, we've discussed it in a million different episodes, but it is very important to run your business legally. Like it is very important for a million reasons and we've gone through them all. So listen to past episodes for that. But please run your business legally, no matter where you live. (laughs) And I mean, over that, over like legal Zoom, hire someone because the situations that you may need are unique to your own business. And also, if you have licenses for a certain trade or a certain type of, you know, practice, make sure your license is valid where you're going or that you need to get that license to practice or do the service that you're doing. So, people who obviously are estheticians or whatever it is, that type of work obviously you have special licensing based on your state um just look that up just make sure you you have all your things legal and ready to go so that when you do start your business you're ready to go get an accounting system if you have not do not use cash up Venmo, etc for payments for your actual business it's not a good idea (laughs) i cannot like stress this enough like please don't do that like please get an actual accounting system they are very inexpensive fresh books zero uh additional quickbooks soji try to get those especially when you move so that way you can already set up your taxes as you need to on your invoicing as you need to like your accountant can have that i'm sure if you you own you have an accountant and they work for you they're already using that system but if you do not have an accountant get that going before you get an accountant so they can help you set it up because it that's what they're gonna actually do they're gonna be like i'm not going into your Venmo 
and pulling up all your like emoji receipts for eyebrows or whatever it is that you do to try to get you like that's not going to happen that's not a thing they're going to set you up with an accounting system get your accounting codes in order get your tax codes in order let you know how to use it if you're invoicing on your own or if they're doing your your accounts receivable or billables let them do that thing on their own because i can't imagine the amount of people who are just using Cash App for payments for their businesses and then moving to somewhere else where they require certain documentation and being like mind blown the amount of stuff that you do. Like, I don't know how far back Cash App keeps payments or, or Venmo. I don't know how you pull that report. I don't understand how that works. Like, I just do it every now and again to, to send friends money when I have not had my card or something. But please, if you're doing that, please get that information into an actual system. If that's your payment processing, I guess that's fine, but that needs to be reflected somewhere else. If you're going to use one, I would say use Zelle because it connects directly to like a bank account. To your bank account, yeah. So like, I can't even use Venmo. Like, I have no idea why, but like, it just never lets me log in. So like, I've given up on it. And like, Cash App, like, I mean, that's fine if that's your thing. I just don't trust Cash App because it doesn't look like legit to me you know what I mean like and I'm not talking about for business I'm just saying like even if a friend is like hey like I'll buy the movie tickets or whatever like just cash at me I will sell them because I don't I don't want to hook my stuff up to cash app like I actually like I downloaded and I was just looking at the graphics and stuff and I was just I'm not trying to be mean but I'm just like who made this you know what I mean like I feel like every single friend I have that makes apps or does anything in that field could make something that looks better and obviously like i think maybe it looks relatable and that's why people like it because it just it doesn't look intense and it doesn't look like a bank but like for me with my money i'm like no i need it to like look more legit so like venmo looks more legit but like it never lets me log like literally never lets me log in so like i gave up on venmo and i just use zelle and what's nice about zelle is like if you're using it for personal stuff like that's great but like if you're gonna use something like that for for um you know, like business, I would say Zelle because it is connected to your account. But I also think Zelle only lets you do a certain amount of money like per month. Um, so that's the thing is like a lot of those things, if you start making like good money, I think a lot of them have like caps on how much you can actually use them. So a software is going to be better. And I also wanted to mention like I would not recommend PayPal. And the re- reason why is because I have heard of so it's a hot mess. many it's a business garbage owners. factory. <laughs> yeah, I've heard of so many business owners being in positions where they were doing like something happened and went down with a client and the client like screwed them over. And it's like a very cut and dry situation. It's not like a he sheds. It's like very clear like breach of contract or whatever. And then like PayPal would just like PayPal hold the money. Does- and not they would be like, care. we're going to have an investigation <laughs> that's going to take six months to like, and you, you know will I mean? lose and you will yeah, lose. That's the thing. It doesn't matter. You lose. So, <laughs> like I've seen people like, you know, like literally like one situation was like somebody had gotten a non-refundable um, down payment for a wedding, like a non-refundable yep. like amount of money. I think it was like 500. And then the bride was like, literally was like, you are liberal. So I am going to fire you now. And literally, like, just because the person had come out in support of, like, Black Lives Matter and stuff, and so they were like, we're firing you now, we're taking back your money, blah, blah, and, and like, PayPal just, like, let them do that. And, like, you, you have to think it's, like, I understand, like, some people are like, oh, well, you wouldn't want to work with somebody like that. Anyways, well, this person, like, has children and has, like, a you know, roof over their heads and, like, you know, they have to eat and things like that. It's like, yeah, they're still going to take the money because they're a contractor for that day. And the person canceled that on them within two months of the wedding. You're probably not going to rebook that date two months out because most people book their weddings, you know, 
at least six months out, if not a year to a year and a half out. So she's just lost out way more than $500. She's lost out on like $2,500. And she already was going to miss out on that two grand, but now she's missing out on the least the 500 she had to like cover her basic expenses. And PayPal was just pretty much like F you. And I've seen them do it time and time again to business owners. I would not recommend using them. Yeah, I mean, Stripe is a payment processor. But once you set your accounting system up 10 times, it'll let you know which ones they use and which ones they utilize. So you, you'll have that those options. Um, there are plenty of payment processing systems. But yeah, don't use PayPal. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, it's it. not, it's not. It's just, it. it's become an issue the larger it's been. I'm just sad because it is like an, an older thing. And that's what, you know, everyone used in the beginning. But there mm-hmm. are, there's competition for a reason. So yep, that's, uh, that is that. so true. The next thing that you need to do is, I guess what people find fun, which I find awful, is um, market to your new community. (laughs) Get into the inboxes, get into the socials, get into people's networking places, get in the meetup groups, start putting it when we're, you know, out of, you know, Corona now right now, (laughs) when there's opportunity for face-to-face networking, but you need to start to make yourself known in the place that you are and you're not just here for like a little fun time you're you're serious about your new neighborhood you chose it for a reason now let the people know that they can buy from you so i guess first of all i have to say that when the world opens back up and perm is over i'm gonna need you to like yell at me and tell me to go outside again because i'm i'm i already can tell i'm gonna not go um, and I feel like it's going to be important to go to those networking events and stuff because I'm in a brand new place and I don't know anybody. So when you stay in the same place long enough, you're going to know people by default and people are going to know you by default. So a lot of times I would think, oh, th- these people don't know who I am and they find out, oh, they do. But it's because, you know, I was in the industry for so long in the same place for so long. But but going into a new place, it's not going to be that way. So I'm really going to have to get out there and like let people know where I am. Um, as far as like marketing, there's so many like interesting and fun ways that you can do it. Uh, outside of, you know, networking and stuff. So yeah, for marketing to your community, like you just be creative, like think about, okay, do you have a partner? Are they going to go to a job, you know, where you guys don't know anyone and they don't know what you're doing? Can, can they let people know what you do for a living? Um, You know, can you reach out to like just different groups that like might need different things? So like, I don't know, for me, I'm thinking like, okay, if I, sell candles and I want people to buy candles I'm obviously targeting people that love to be cozy and are there any book clubs are these book clubs meeting virtually that used to meet up in DC but now they're like oh we're meeting up virtually now okay can I reach out to them join the book club and you know let them know hey if they're interested they can get a percentage off like a discount um of you know winter candles or whatever so just little things like that be creative like when marketing to your new community but yeah just letting them know you're there I think that's just number one like you they don't know, you know what I mean? Like, so you can't really like work off of the word of mouth that you've had in the past, like built, like where you built your business or where you moved your business last, you need to like announce and let people know, Hey, we're coming to town. Um, obviously if you have a brick and mortar, this is also incredibly important. Um, and I see a lot of brick and mortars will like send out flyers and stuff that will have like, we're having a grand opening, like come out that sort of thing. Um, and then also just like, if, if you get to know other people in your community, in your area, that's going to help a lot as well. So for example, create coffee shop, which if you follow me on Instagram, you know that I love this coffee shop and I'm there all the time. The reason that I found out about the coffee shop in the first place is because I always eat at this place called Chicken Korean Fried. They have an amazing vegan bowl. And my friend is the owner of the shop. So I'm there eating lunch one day and he's like, 
hey, this coffee shop just opened. It's like two, three doors down and around the way. And it's really amazing. You should go. My friend owns it. So I was like, cool. And then I went and I was like, hey, Steven sent me and then became friends with the owner there. So just that like community building, just talking to people within your community and letting people know you're there. Just simply knowing that the, the coffee shop was there made me be like, all right, well, I'll go check it out. And then the fact that they obviously do a good job, have an amazing product, have amazing service. That's what keeps me going back. But you just need to get people in the door. And that's what gets people in the door is just letting them know that you are there, letting them know you exist. Once they come to your site, if they like your products, if they like your services, once they go get in the door, they're going to stay if they like what you have to offer. But it's just you have to let people know or else they're just not going to know. The simple part of business that I think a lot of people do not like. <laughs> they're like, but yeah. what if I just don't let them know? And I'm like, no, you, you got to let them know. Sorry, you, you do. It sucks. I don't love it, but you got to do the things. Use local hashtags, look them up, look up, you know, just look it up. Like do your things, do your Googles, do your social media, create content that's marketed towards that area. Obviously your visuals need to include the area that you're in now. You don't need to be marketing with like orange trees in the background to people in DC don't care. You know what I mean? Like just do what you got to do. oranges. They, they love them too, but they're probably real expensive up there. I, know, like I probably have to do cheap. like cherry blossom stuff. Yeah. So, um, and then my final thing, which is part, you know, of this thing is network, network, network. There is never enough networking that you can do as a business owner. You are always networking. Your life is networking. You're always selling, always be selling. Uh, if you ever did a sales course, you understand that reference, like that's the reality of a situation. You own a business, you are your business. You have to advocate for your business as much as it's great to have other people advocate for your business for you and that is so powerful and so wonderful and you're so thankful for your friends and the people who love you to do that you still have to show up and you still have to be in person and nobody else can do your elevator pitch as much and as great as you can you do i mean i still think about ayana's elevator pitch when she came onto the show to talk Mm -hmm. about money like she had this amazing like 15 second like bam ready to go and i'm like that is the cleanest Anyone has explained their business to me all year round. Like, it was just fantastic. I still top 10, so I'll put a link in the show notes for that if you guys want to listen to that. Um, and she talked about moving as well, so we'll probably put that link too because that's relevant to what's happening. But for sure, always yeah. be networking. Get on podcasts. Get on the podcast of the people who are in the area that you're in. Like, reach out to them. Be honest and genuine. Like, don't just, you know, cold bitch them in a way that, that sounds bad, but try to, like, warm up, let them know your situation, and they'll be happy to talk to you. Like, that's also another thing that you can do. Support your small, independent podcast by reaching out to those people. Yeah, I think that, like, you know, one of the things that I've heard is, like, when you move, you just have to aggressively go after friendships and opportunities and collaborations like you just have to be aggressive about there's no other option because people aren't going to come to you and seek you out so like again I grew up in this town like I I say town it's not like a town it's a major city but whatever to me it's a town because it's like it feels so small so small town to me because I grew up here so I do know everybody and like I can 100% say that I will hide behind a rock and people will come out and get me and they'll be like, come on, Charisma, we got to go do things. And that's not going to happen in DC. You know, like there would be times where there'd be industry events and I would be like, I haven't gone to a networking event all year. And like somebody would have an industry party and they would come personally to my door and invite me. You know what I mean? Like things like that would happen. Um, And that's not going to happen there because no one knows me and knows who I am at all. So I am going to have to be very aggressive with like going out there and being like, 
you know, first it's going to be virtual networking and, and Zoom events to me, they're not really that fun. I don't even like them with people I know, but I'm just going to have to do it because that's just what you have to do. Um, and then once again, the Rona lifts, like getting out there and just like connecting with people face to face, shaking hands, all that good stuff. Well, maybe we'll never shake hands again. I don't know. I don't know how that's going to be going forward. But fist bump, elbow bump. Yes. All that like, good stuff. The... Like getting to know people. Kid and play. <laughs> yeah. Getting to know people, networking with people. You know, if there's a collaboration to be had, doing that. If there's, I'm definitely going to be reaching out to like local stores about being in like in their stores, which I'm actually targeting Orlando first for that, because again, obviously I have all the contacts here. So I'm hoping to be, I mean, fingers crossed, I'm going to speak into existence that I will have some candles in stores uh, by 2021 in Orlando. And then the first half of 2021, uh, that's like a goal that I have for the DC area, but I need to go go to those shops and get to know those business owners and market with them and go support their businesses. And that's, that's a big thing too, is supporting businesses in the area that you live is a great way to connect with people. And you're taking that money that you've made, you're funneling it back into your community. You're supporting your community, you're shopping small, and then you're also networking by doing that as well. So please make sure that you're, whether you're moving or not, that is just a great way to network. It's just to go and support your local businesses or the businesses within the different communities that you're in, um, because you're going to get to know business owners, you know, by doing that. And then later on, like there's going to be times where you guys can definitely help each other out. I actually just had somebody who reached out to me out of nowhere the other day and was like, Hey, I told this person, you know, that they should come to you for branding. They're brand new. They're opening up uh, a massage like place and they're just brand new to business and and you did a great job before with somebody I know so I sent them your information and then you know we were chatting a bit and then this person told me that like he was like yeah I've been thinking about like wanting to start a drop shipping business I was wondering what you know about it so I told him or whatever and told them you know information about how my product-based business is going and he's like well how do you get people to like do all these things to you because I was telling him like this person helped with this and this person helped with that and he's like how do you how does that happen and I was like because I do things for them. Like, it's just, it's just like the simplicity of like literally being a friend and literally being someone who they know that they can rely on when they need help with something little like that for their business. And then they're going to return the favor. So I would love to see more of that in the industry. It's just, just like people supporting people and, you know, supporting the local people in your area, supporting the marginalized businesses in your area. Like we don't all need to shop at Amazon and Target for everything. <laughs> like we can support each other's businesses. And that's something that we still have control of even in 2020 is, is supporting and shopping small and supporting locally owned places. So please do more of that. It is just such a great and easy way to network, whether you're moving or whether you are staying put. So. Yep. So if you are moving this year, let us know. Let us know where you're moving to, where you're thinking about moving. If you have moved, Please message Charisma and send her all the tips. Please send me a DM. I need it. And then also, if you live in DC area, be my friend because I have like, I think I have like about, I mean, I don't know if we can count cousins because if we can count cousins, I've got like five. But if we can't, if we don't count cousins, then I have three. So just being real. Send, send her thoughts and things about the BNB area so yeah I'm very excited about this episode obviously very excited for you to move and get out hashtag team get out and we will obviously be back next week with a, another fun episode we never know what's gonna happen 
That is so true. <laughs> that is so true. Um, and I just want to uh, shout out Insta and say, follow us on Insta at Heart and Hustle Podcast. Uh, follow us at Heart Hustle Pod on Twitter. Follow us on Facebook at Heart and Hustle Podcast. And um, if you haven't yet, please go to studio-404.com and go up and buy everything from Angelica's Fall Launch because it's all super awesome. But very, very specifically, please <laughs> buy the moon card and send it to me, the moon pattern note card. I like it in all three options. I do prefer it in black. If you're wondering my preferences, that is my preference. And write to me. I will straight up give you my address and you can send me a card and then we can be pen pals because there's so many beautiful, like I'm so excited. Like I, I bought like all the cards, as I said, and I'm so excited to send them out to people, but I'm sure that like people I know are going to be like, all right, Chris, I'm like, you don't need to send me something like every week. So yes, let's be pen pals and send me the new pattern. All right, guys, we will see you next week. Bye. Bye.